Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Blue Devils. It's so great to have you listening to us today. It is Friday. We made it to the end of another week. Congrats on that. My name is JJ Jackson, the host of the show. Tonight is Countdown to Craziness for Duke Men's Basketball. Excited about that. On today's podcast, we're going to talk with Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast as we've been doing every Friday throughout the football season, getting us set for this upcoming game tomorrow between Duke and Virginia. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Any questions you've got for Mailbag Monday, send them to us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils or an email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. I love compiling those questions so that every few weeks I'm able to go through them and help you uh, understand the Duke Athletics program a little bit better. So thank you for sending those my way. All right, we'll take one quick break. When we come back, Josh Cox joins the program right here on Blue Devils. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's so good. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors to choose from, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and more. As Built Bars are healthy and great for the health conscious guy. Covered in 100% chocolate. That's a crime. That shouldn't be fair. And yet it's still good. Soft and easy to chew, and it is good for you. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. A great flavor like peanut butter. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. You need to go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Welcome into Locked On Blue Devils here today on this Friday. Another amazing Friday conversation coming up with Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Getting you ready for Duke and Virginia coming up this weekend in ACC football action. Josh, how are you, man? Hey, doing well. Doing well, man. Looking forward uh Looking forward to the game this Saturday in Charlottesville. We'll see what Duke can bring to the table. Yeah, it should be a fun one versus Virginia, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Obviously, we're talking after a Georgia Tech defeat of our Blue Devils last week at Wallace Wade. You and the guys got a chance to be there in Section 17. And uh, from what I hear, Josh, it wasn't the most favorable playing conditions or favorable conditions to sit throughout a game. But I first and foremost want to applaud you and the crew for uh, – Hey, rain or shine, we're gutting it out for Duke football, aren't we? Well, I tell you, we made the decision that morning. We said, you know, are we gonna are we gonna stick it out in section 17 or are we gonna try to move over and sit underneath the tower? And we decided to stick it out. And so, yeah, we did. We came, we were prepared. Uh, a couple of people snapped <laughs> snapped pictures of us from other sections and sent to us. And you could see us all like huddled together underneath uh underneath a couple umbrellas and stuff. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Dedication for sure. So uh, let's get to the game. We talked about it a little bit throughout the week already on the program, but I want to hear your thoughts as someone who was in the stands getting to watch and follow along and that sort of thing. Very quickly, 
our Blue Devils find themselves in a 14-0 hole. What did you think of the start? What kind of caused that? Yeah, well, first of all, I was in a weird way a little bit surprised at the number of people that were at the game. I really thought it was going to be a ghost town. And, I mean, we, we didn't pack the place out by any stretch of the imagination. But shout out to the fans that came out, even in the bad weather. Um, but, yeah, I really believe that Duke came into this game, as did the four of our guys with the Section 17 podcast. We had spoken about the fact that this, the conditions were going to be so bad that we really did think all we were going to do uh, Saturday was turn around and hand the ball off or Gunner was going to run a lot or, or whatever the situation may be. And kudos, uh, you know, to the Duke grounds crew. And, I mean, the field, honestly, I mean, we started that game off and we ran the ball three three and out, three straight times, four, three and out. And then Tech comes in and runs that uh, wheel route misdirection play for the first touchdown. And all of a sudden, we looked at each other and go, okay, well, we're going, we're going to throw the ball a little bit more. They're not sitting back and just running the football. Right. And, uh, and sure enough, I mean, we got in that hole. Uh, kudos to our guys for – fighting back um, and, and, and getting back in the game and then ultimately taking the lead. Um, I believe that from uh, the third series on, we physically dominated the game. I feel like we were better physically on both sides of the football than Georgia Tech. Uh, but in the end, we just did not um, make the plays to win it. A 31-27 loss for Duke to Georgia Tech this past weekend. And again, falling behind. Uh, 14 nothing quickly they did fight back which was great to see we saw Jake Bobo find the end zone for the first time this year a guy that's top five in the conference in receptions took him forever to find the end zone and really throughout his career Josh he gets the receptions but for whatever reason touchdowns have been hard to come by for Jake Bobo yeah I believe that was only his third career touchdown catch he's been riddled by injuries uh, he's that possession receiver and then he's just been the victim of well, he, honestly, the last two seasons he's been a victim of us just having a bad offense. Yeah. Not good in the red zone. This this year we are good in the red zone, but we have that <clears throat> two-and-a-half-headed monster with Gunner, Mateo Durant, and Jordan Moore who really gobble up some of those touchdowns, you know, for sure for him. Yeah. But that ball, by the way, that Gunner threw to him um, was perfect to Bobo. I mean, it, in fact, he threw it. Bobo, Jake didn't even know it was up in the air yet. And, I mean, yeah. he looks up and that ball is halfway to him. And he couldn't have missed. If he don't tried, he couldn't have missed that. And so that was really cool to see him. Also, um, shout out to Leonard Johnson. I mean, he went out with a hamstring in, uh, injury. That was after his interception. Um, Jeremiah Lewis also had an interception. But Lenny, man, Lenny had like six tackles, I believe it was, and an interception. That was all in the first half. Right. Because he got injured. Right. Um, and he was on pace to have just an incredible game. And I'm a little nervous. We'll talk about UVA a little bit in a little bit, but I'm a little nervous about that one. Yeah. About Lenny possibly being out this Saturday. Right. Scouting report for UVA. They throw the football. All right. Next point. <laughs> As we'll exactly. get to that in just a second. So, uh, still talking about this Duke and Georgia Tech game because I think there's so much to break down here uh, as we do each and every week. Again, Josh Cox is our guest from Section 17 podcast, a part of Duke Football Talk. So, Duke starts to work their way back in the football game in the first half. They had big interceptions, as you mentioned, from Leonard Johnson and then Jeremiah Lewis and has to make a couple of decisions in terms of going forward on fourth down and scoring chances versus kicking field goals. And for whatever reason, Josh, particularly in the first half, and then also in the second half, Coach Cutcliffe, whatever decision he made, ultimately ended up being the wrong one. That's just a tough place to be in when you just can't seem to catch a break. 
Yeah, we actually tweeted something about that um, during the game. You know, it's all about the results. And at the end of the day, if Charlie Ham hits all of those field goals, we walk off that field a winner. Yep. Um, but also, you know, and on the flip side, you go for it on fourth down every now and then and you don't get it. So whenever you have that decision as a head coach, you know, you have to rely on analytics. You have to rely on your gut, whatever you do, right? I know that different, different coaches rely on different things. But at the end of the day, whatever decision you make, you've got to be successful at whatever decision that you make. And I'm, I'm okay with us settling for three points as long as we hit the field goal. And I, yeah. that's no shade thrown to Charlie Ham. He just struggled a little bit on Saturday. And maybe that one could have been because of some wet conditions. Who knows? Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, on that one, honestly, I don't get mad at cut on those things um, just because at the end of the day, it's a 50-50 toss-up, man. And you, you never really know. I do want to uh, – would love to hear why they don't come out and measure more on those fourth down. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and also, when it's fourth down and a foot and you run a QB sneak, I do not know how that's not a first down. Right. I don't know how in the world the quarterback doesn't gain one foot that's a little mind-boggling to me. Once again, we're at the game, so we're not seeing all those slow-motion replays that they're looking at in the booth. I don't know. It's just a little frustrating. Um, obviously, we left points on the board. And then even who knows how many points we left on the board by, you know, not going for it sometimes on fourth down. I'm with you. And I think in football, the decision on fourth and one or fourth and inches, whatever it may be, should be the quarterback sneak every time. I mean, I feel like too often you just try to get way too creative and, uh, you know, Simplify it, right? Pick up a yard and uh, try to win the game as opposed to trying to run out a shotgun or play action or whatever. I just like sometimes there's a level of overthinking when you get in those situations. Well, we're the victim of getting too cute at the wrong time sometimes as well, right. Duke, as seen by the jump pass and, and all that garbage that we've done in the past. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm never a big fan on fourth and one of, of hiking the ball four yards behind the line of scrimmage when all you need to gain is one yard. Never been a fan of that. I don't care what you do. And here's the thing. Tom Brady, my man has made a living QB He's sneaking. a master at him. Yeah. He really is. And at the end of the day, man, like, just go up there and do it. I mean, the worst thing we ought to do is a direct snap to Mateo. That's the, that's the most creative thing we ought to do on a fourth down. <clears throat> but anyway, it didn't work. Ultimately, um, I guess you could say that those points left on the board cost us the game. Uh, I would definitely not put that game on the shoulders of Charlie Ham, though. Charlie Ham, two for four, kicking field goals on Saturday. As again, Duke loses to Georgia Tech. They are now uh, three and three overall on the season. Now zero and two in league play. Gunnar Holmberg, twenty-two for twenty-nine, two ninety-two, two touchdowns, and then INT at the end of the football game. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but again, a little bit of a further evaluation of Gunner's performance. Man, I mean, what more can you ask for other than more other than more opportunities to throw the ball? That's yeah. the only thing I would have asked for is let him throw it 10 more times um, and be a little bit more balanced in our attack. But he really made good throws. Um, got a lot of guys involved in the passing game. Good to see um, Jarrett Garner get back out there and, and got a reception. John Tavius Robertson had a really good game. <clears throat> Marweedy had a few catches, um, all that. So, and then, of course, Jalen Calhoun and, and um and Jake Bobo, but yeah, uh, I thought Gunner was really good on his decision making. Um, once again, I don't, I didn't see the the mental mistakes with him. Um, I feel like he's in a groove, and and I look, th there all these numbers are out for Gunner and how accurate he is, and all of these things, and I still feel like for some reason, 
that there's a little bit of a leash still on him by, by Jeff Ferris and David Cutcliffe. And I don't get it. Um, we're ride or die with Gunnar Holmberg. And here's the thing. We're three and three with difficult games left in the season. Let's just roll, man. Let's have fun. Let's do it. Let's throw the ball. Let's get creative. Let's let him keep it more. Like, at the end of the day, what do you have to lose? Of a football game, we're probably going to lose it anyway. So, yeah. just let's just have fun. Let's open it up more. Let's let Gunner have fun. If he makes a few mistakes, let him make a few mistakes. Um, but that would be the only thing I would say is, like, let's, let's open the gates fully for him and let him truly lead our team um, as the quarterback. Really good completion percentage this season for Gunnar Holmberg, 16-16 yards, 1,616 yards, that is, on the year with six touchdowns and four INTs on the season. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action that you need here in 2021. With an updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Also use promo code Locked On From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Holmberg and the Blue Devils travel to Charlottesville to take on Virginia this weekend as today on Locked On Blue Devils, we're chatting with Josh Cox from Section 17 Podcast. All right, so we teased this a little bit earlier, but if you don't know anything about Virginia football this season, here's what you need to know. They throw the football. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, there's there's this guy named Brendan Armstrong that you need to get to know. Um, he he Brendan Armstrong throws the ball a ridiculous amount of times. Um, he has thrown already this season for 17 touchdowns. He's rushed for another two touchdowns, so he's responsible for 19 touchdowns. He is mobile. The numbers don't necessarily show it, and I know this year he's really stayed in the pocket, or he's, he's, he's not stayed in the pocket per se, but he's not necessarily called his own number rushing, running the ball quite a bit, but he can do that. He showed that last year that he is very mobile and can pick up yardage in, a, in, in large chunks. So he is, man, he's a threat, I tell you. And so UVA, I believe I saw the stat uh, earlier this week, four of their receivers are in the top 15 in the ACC. Unreal. Four. Unreal. That's incredible. Yeah. 60 pass attempts last week versus Louisville for Armstrong, 487 yards in one football game. One. A lot of quarterbacks would be pleased with that over a three-game, four-game stretch with the way we see some of them out there competing. And Armstrong has 487 in one contest. So very critical that the Duke secondary have a great game coming up on Saturday because you look at uh, running the football, the leading rusher for the Cavaliers only has 185 yards on the season. I mean, you want to talk about a one-dimensional offense, I think the Virginia logo would pop up. Yeah, uh, for sure. This is a unique stat we just tweeted out today um, from our Twitter account. Mateo Durant had 48, uh, 43 rushing attempts this past Saturday in one game. Wayne Talapapa, who is the guy you're referring to, the number one lead back 
there in the backfield for UVA, only 185 yards rushing and only 38 attempts on the season. So <laughs> Mateo, Mateo had five had more five last week <laughs> in one game than he's had the entire season. Now I will say this: uh, he is averaging th- right at five yards a carry. Uh, he's a he's a capable back. I'm not sure actually why they don't use him more. Uh, last year they used him more. And I, I'm a little confused at, at why they're so pass heavy. Um, but, hey, um, you know, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, our secondary is in for a, yeah. a day and a half this Saturday. Virginia is a double-digit favorite against the Blue Devils. Mm-hmm. We mentioned the secondary and, and Leonard Johnson, Jeremiah Lewis having interceptions last week versus Georgia Tech. How do you think the secondary for Duke will fare tomorrow versus Virginia? Well, I'm really nervous that Leonard Johnson's going to be out and I do feel like if we have Leonard Johnson on one side and Josh Blackwell on the other side I mean not that I like my chances of winning the football game but I like my chances a lot better and nothing against any of the other guys who come in on rotation when a guy like Leonard Johnson is out of the lineup but we saw it on Saturday when Jeff Sims needed to get a reception he did not throw to Josh Blackwell's side he threw to whoever took Leonard Johnson's place over on the other side of the field and so I'm a little nervous that's about a good that. Observation. If Lenny can't go, yeah, if Lenny can't go, that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be a big issue. And then once again, this is similar to Sam Howell and UNC. Uh, I believe Duke is going to have to get pressure on Armstrong, but it, they can only get it with the front four. I don't think we can spare a linebacker, or definitely can't spare a safety. Shout out to the Georgia Tech game um, on a blitz uh, in order to to get to Armstrong. We're going to have to get there with our big guys and our linemen up front. Make sure after you finish listening to this podcast, you go check out the Section 17 podcast. Their Virginia preview is already up and out. Outstanding episode once again this week as Josh Cox joins us here on the program. I got to do it. You've been joining us every single Friday uh, for throughout this football season, Josh. So let me just get to it now. I want I want a spoiler alert, okay? I want one of the notable alums that was mentioned on the podcast and why people should go listen to hear more. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, let me see which one I'm going to, which one I'm going to choose here. You guys um, always have a lot of great selections. So I need you to, I'll go with, I'll, I'll go with, uh, see this, this one was a little, we, we could have gone uh, Woodrow Wilson, uh, f- former president. We actually kind of all stayed home. I went with Don Staley. Um, and okay. here's here's an interesting fact about women's Dawn basketball Staley. coach at South Carolina currently. Absolutely, she yes. is a she is an incredible player, former player, incredible coach. She an won Olympian. three gold medals, yeah. three gold medals as a player, one as a coach in this past 2020. She was a flag bearer for the United States. Here's a cool fact: she um, was drafted in the 1999, the inaugural WNBA draft. She graduated from, from college back in 92. She played overseas and did some yeah. other stuff, was drafted in the inaugural draft in 99. So she played from 1999 to 2006 in the WNBA. She began coaching at Temple women's basketball in the year 2000. The way the seasons offset, she, she was, was coaching and playing in the WNBA at the same time. And she did it for six years, six years. I don't know that I've ever realized that before. That's outstanding. Yeah, it's really cool. When I think of women's <laughs> basketball, and I think let's put it this way: when I think of women's basketball outside of UConn and Tennessee, yeah, she's the first person that comes to mind. That is amazing. Wow, 
playing professionally and also coaching starts a professional uh, coaching career has won national championships at South Carolina. She does everything. That's awesome. That yep, so that was one. just one of them. There's three more. Those other guys um, had theirs and, and, uh, and yeah, it was a and good time. Woodrow Wilson was left out. He was left out. We didn't do any former presidents this time. <laughs> awesome. Well, Josh, uh, if you will kind of give us another rundown one more time of what to expect on that podcast. Yeah, for sure. So if you'd like some in-depth look at the previous week's games and then um, an in-depth look really at what's to come, uh, we try to do that every week and we like to have a little fun as well. We always do game predictions. We give shout outs this week. This past week, someone picked the Georgia Tech score on the nose. It's the first time we've had that this year. They picked Heck the winner yeah. correctly and the, the score. So that was pretty awesome. We do a little bit of that. We like to have a little fun, but we release those on Wednesdays. Uh, they come out. If you just search anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search Section 17 Podcast. Uh, we'll pop up there. Uh, kind of join our community over there. We gave uh, Lock Non a shout out last week. Um, this week, we gave one of our listeners, a little 12-year-old kid who had uh, broke his leg, uh, goes to every home game. He broke his leg. He's not going to be able to come to games for a while. We gave him a little shout out. But to have a little bit of fun each week yeah. and doing things like that. So I'm come over and join the community um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I did appreciate that that shout out a little bit earlier. I should have thanked you for that, but I do appreciate it and love you coming on the program so frequently. Again, it's uh, at Duke FB Talk on Twitter. He's at Joshua Cox on Twitter as well. Josh Cox joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. Let's go find a wing this weekend, my brother, in Charlottesville, and we'll talk soon. All right, man. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on. Josh Cox joining us here today on Locked On Blue Devils. Thank you again so much to Josh Cox for joining us on the show. I love him. I love those guys over at the uh, Section 17 podcast. Uh, Brian Kennedy has joined me before. The rest of the guys do an outstanding job, and I love talking Duke football with them every single Friday. They're just the purest fans, and they know the numbers. They know the stats. They're well-prepared. Their podcast is so great to listen to, so I would encourage you to check it out, of course, wherever you get your podcast. They've got fun segments that they do each week, and again, a good breakdown every time we talk about Duke football. Big game tomorrow versus Virginia. You know Virginia is going to be throwing the football, and I just hope the Duke secondary is ready to play. Trooper Taylor is going to have his boys ready. Of course, the Duke defensive backs coach has uh, got to put together an elite game plan to kind of slow down Armstrong and uh, Virginia and their passing attack. I think that will happen. All right, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to be on the lookout tonight for Countdown to Craziness again for the men's basketball team. It's going to be awesome. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Blue Devils each and every day. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you on Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.